knows your name. Dun, 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 dun. And they're always glad you came. Dun, you you get my reference dun. for that song, right? It's not Cheers. What is it? Swarly. How I Met Your Mother. What? Whenever they kept on calling. Oh, Born. I, know, I know. Okay. Acknowledge it. I know. I was just like I was just ashamed for a minute. I was. I watched Cheers before I met. Watched How I Met Your Mother. But you didn't remember the theme. Yeah, I knew it. Okay. I whenever I was watching How I Met Your Mother, I knew that was the reference. Oh, okay. But I found that comedic moment so funny. They, whenever I think of that song, mm-hmm. I think of that, mm-hmm. and that's the reference I always make. And people are like, I understand. No, I do like How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Father, on the other hand. <laughs> How About Your Mother is one of those shows I make the random references to. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, the slap. Mm-hmm. It's just crickets. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, Canada didn't come. D- Wait, the 80s didn't come to Canada till the 90s. Like, mm-hmm. I make those kinds of references. And people are like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like me and New Girl. Yes. <laughs> what about you and New Girl? I quote a lot of stuff from yeah. New Girl often. Oh, Winston, if your shoes are brown, what color are you? <laughs> That is the funniest thing <laughs> that has ever happened it in. Is. <laughs> and then Winston's face, like thinking about it. That whole episode is pretty iconic. Winston. Winston Bishop as a character for someone who came in after the pilot. Didn't have a personality for yeah. the first yeah. season. He I was don't on. believe that he ever played basketball. I'm putting that out there. Mm-mm. Never. He was a super spy. <laughs> he wasn't. He was not playing basketball in Lafayette. And like. As someone who loves the first episode of that show, mm-hmm. like when Coach came back, I was like, dude, bye. Why? I don't want you here. You're ruining the vibe. Mm-hmm. Great show. Great show. This is a great show. Welcome back to Let's Call Nothing. Where we? Wait, what do I, how do I usually do this? <laughs> Welcome back to the Let's Call It Nothing podcast where we discuss all things fangirl. I'm sorry, y'all. I am on my deathbed currently. <laughs> Just within the past like 30 minutes, I've been like, oh no, <laughs> I'm dying. A, I would say it's been a gradual decline, but it's been a very rapid decline. It, it started around the time I was trying to do notes and y'all would not shut up about anime. And I was trying so hard to concentrate. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. I was zoning out. But then you kept on talking to me about it. And I'm like, I I, honey, I don't care. I know you don't care. I just wanted you to see how girly the intro is because I found it hilarious because it's one of Josh's favorite animes mm-hmm. or on high school host club mm-hmm. but I'm sorry I did not realize that that was you were moments away from sudden death oh that had a complete meltdown okay. I'm being dramatic that had, no, <laughs> that had nothing to do with the sudden death conversations earlier had to do with the sudden death and mm-hmm. it brought it upon us mm-hmm. and honestly I'm probably still a day or two out from the actual thing happening mm-hmm. to me but I'm just going to let everyone listening, all five people, know that I am dying. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. For... I'll never get to see Taylor Swift. Um... <laughs> oh, no. We're not in that mode, are we? Okay. Caitlin's always in that mode continuously. Hey, I've been good today. Um, <laughs> so we are back with more of Aquatar. We are currently on A Court of Wings and Ruin. <laughs> Are you, okay? like, <laughs> Are you gonna make it? I don't know. <laughs> you're the first. You're the one that reads the first chapter too. It's really short. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> no. What's gonna be funny about this first chapter is that I was looking at it, trying to edit it, and I said, "Reba, what are they saying? What's going on?" And she tried explaining what she could to me, and I tried looking in the book, and I was like, "I don't know what's happening." <laughs> And I was in the restroom at the time, and she comes to the door screaming, Peyton, I need your help. I don't understand. I just said, I'm confused. Confused. And I walked away. And it was like, generally or with the book? (laughs) All of the above. (laughs) It's like insurance. You can tell me, and that's just, it's not going to happen. But uh, we're back. There's a war happening. Peyton, what happened last time? Besides you explaining the plot to me. Yeah. Amrin came in and told uh, all the High Lords that she found a way to destroy Hybern and his army. Come to bargain. Come to bargain. Well, I don't think Amrin makes bargains. She like, doesn't. No. But that was a opportune moment. 
So anyway, she's like, I hope y'all are ready to fight because we need a distraction. The fight's the distraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So chapter 67, Aaron's plan was simple. Do the same thing with the cauldron that nearly killed Feyre. But this time split the task amongst all the maid Fey. Y'all, that first line of these notes that I just read is what had me so Stunned. confused. Just like, yeah, she had no so, idea. So if you don't remember um, when we were talking about A Court of Mist and Fury at the end, uh, they sent Feyre to nullify the cauldron and it almost killed her. And that's when Tamlin abducted her and took her back to the spring court and all that jazz happened. So, yeah. After doing all this, they would be able to control Hybern and his army. They started working on their plan to winnow humans out of their homes. All the High Lords and everyone else with the gift of winnowing worked until they couldn't winnow anymore. Who else can winnow? Uh, some of the nobles. How? how? I don't know how. Peyton, <laughs> you're supposed to give me all the answers. <laughs> Peyton says she didn't want to read Crescent City with me after we concocted our plan earlier this morning. <laughs> To read Crescent City together? She does not want to deal with me. She says, she said, I'll have too many questions. I yeah. said, no, I won't. You'll just talk about what's happening and I'll nod and be like, oh, yeah. Wait, that's what happened. <laughs> it's like, okay, so I made my boyfriend read Rebecca. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a slow burn. It's a very slow burn. When it's a good thriller. And he was like, not to spoil it for anybody, but he's like, so they drown at the end. And I'm like, what are you talking about? There's a fire at the end. <laughs> like, did you read the right book? And he's like, my comprehension skills aren't that great sometimes. <laughs> Literally me. I'm like, wait, they died? What? <laughs> I was like, they didn't drown. Yeah. There was a fire. They died? What? <laughs> they didn't even die. I was like, where did you get the drowning? They were in a car. Okay, so they're in a car. And he said, so they just drive it into the lake or something? I'm like, no, there was a fire. Like, what are you talking about? Like, the mansion's on fire. I knew that because you've talked about it so many times. Yeah. I know more about Rebecca than I do about this book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In two ways. In two ways. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Ghost. In two ways. As Farah watched Reese sleep, she knew that they were probably going to die tomorrow. Die tomorrow. <laughs> if something wasn't done. Desperate for a new solution, she went out to the Court of Nightmares and went to face Ouroboros. Chapter 68. Farah descended down the spiral staircase into Hewn City, only to be met with snow. She found the mirror undisturbed. It was a large, round disc taller than Farah, with its metal edge fashioned into a snake eating its own tail. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, we talked about how big the mirror was at one point. I was like, this tiny little thing. And you're like, no, I think it's pretty big. Yeah. Pretty, <laughs> it is. Pretty sure it's massive. It's at least like six feet. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine mirror, mirror on the wall. Because that's what it is. Mirror of uh, Ir- Ir- from Harry Potter. Arisid? Arisid. Desire backwards. You think I can flip that word <laughs> in my brain? I can't. Ferris slowly stepped forward until she was looking into it. She whispered, Hello? Waiting. Then there was movement in the upper corner, a creature on the snow-covered wall crawling towards her. The blue-gray eyes peered at her. Then the beast pounced. She went to attack it, but nothing was there. Farrah looked back to the mirror, no longer seeing herself. No. She now saw the beast watching her. Not just watching, gazing. But it was her reflection. A reflection of what lurked beneath her skin. That whole part... (laughs) I was a little confused. (laughs) Shocker. I mean, I get that it's her. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, there's more to that scene that we don't see. Yeah. Did we just not know? Doesn't know. She never goes into detail about what happens. Uh, Yeah, not here anyway. Mm -mm. (laughs) She says she won't even tell Reese what happened Mm -hmm. when she looked into Ouroboros. Later, because, I mean, this is after she defeated Ouroboros or however you want to say it. Later, she gave the mirror to the bone carver. The bone carver didn't actually want the mirror, though. 
He just wanted to see if Farrah was worthy of his help. Farrah thought about slamming the cell door in his face, but decided better of it. She grabbed him by the hand, and they left. Chapter 69. Hybern and his army had destroyed the Archeron sisters' estate. Farrah knew this attack was meant to be personal. The sisters and Amran readied themselves to go get the cauldron. Cassian gave Nesta a knife, but reminded her that she was untrained with it, so she would probably hurt herself more than someone else. Cassian tried to give Elaine a knife, too, but she seemed scared to take it. <laughs> Asriel shoved Cassian aside and gave Elaine his personal knife, <laughs> truth teller, and Elaine accepted. This is something. I wish, I wish I could root for them. Because they have moments. Yeah, they do have some good moments. But, no, here. Like, he's limping, he's been injured, and he's like, get out of my way, Cassian. My he, special. And I weapon. imagine him on like a on like a cane of some sort, like slimping in there. Here's Truth Teller. I don't did need Did he name it Truth Teller? Yeah, he did. Asriel, that's not a great name. Like Do you wanna know what just occurred to me? What? Who is the love who he thinks is the love of his life? More. What is her gift? Oh, <laughs> Caitlin, <laughs> I'm going to punch you one of these days. Reba, do you know what her gift is? I don't remember now. She's the gift of truth. Azzy, honey. It says it in the last quote we did. I remember nothing about that. The yeah. gift of truth? Okay, I believe you. Yeah, it's mentioned with that. It's mentioned with, um, what was the name of the mirror? Uh, they gave to the human queens to look through to see Valerius. Its name was, is it Veritas, which mm-hmm. is truth? Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, when it comes to more, I don't remember a lot. So. <laughs> you remember who's been critiquing her? <laughs> Me. Yeah. With the inner circle gathered, Reese asked what speech they wanted to hear an uplifting one or a bleak one? Amron tells him they want the real one. Give us the truth. I marked this part too. Quoted from the book, Reese pushed his shoulders back, elegantly folding his wings behind him. I believe everything happens for a reason. Whether it is decided by the mother or the cauldron or some sort of tapestry of fate, I don't know. I don't really care, but I am grateful for it, whatever it is. Grateful that it brought you all into my life. If it hadn't, I might have become as awful as that prick we're going to face today. If I had not met an Illyrian warrior in training, he said to Cassian, I would not have known the true depths of strength, of resilience, of honor, and loyalty. Cassian's eyes gleamed bright. Reese said to Azriel, If I had not met a shadow singer, I would not have known that it is the family you make, not the one you are born into, that matters. I would not have known what it is to truly hope, even when the world tells you to despair. Azriel bowed his head in thanks. Moore was already crying when Reese spoke to her. If I had not met my cousin, I would never have learned that light can be found in even the darkest of hells. That kindness can thrive even amongst cruelty. She wiped away her tears as she nodded. I waited for Amran to offer a retort, but she was only waiting. Reese bowed his head to her. If I had not met a tiny monster who hoards jewels more fiercely than a fire drake. A quiet laugh from all of us at that. Reese smiled softly. My own power would have consumed me long ago. Reese squeezed my hand as he looked to me at last. And if I had not met my mate... His words failed him as silver lined his eyes. He said down the bond, I would have waited 500 more years for you, a thousand years. And if this was all the time we were allowed to have, the wait was worth it. He wiped away the tears sliding down my face. I believe that everything happened exactly the way it had to. So I could find you. He kissed another tear away. And then he said to my sisters, We have not known each other for long, but I have to believe that you were brought here into our family for a reason too, and maybe today we'll find out why. He surveyed them all again and held out his hand to Cassian. Cassian took it and held out his other for more. The more extended her other to Azriel, Azriel to Amran, Amran to Nesta, Nesta to Elaine, and Elaine to me, until we were all linked, all bound together. Reese said, We will walk onto that field and only accept death when it comes to haul us away to the other world. We will fight for life, for survival, for our futures. But if it is decided by the tapestry of fate, or the cauldron, or the mother, that we do not walk off that field today, his chin lifted. The great joy and honor of my life has been to know you, to call you my family, and I am grateful. 
more than I can possibly say, that I was given this time with you all. We are grateful, Reeson, Amran said quietly, more than you know. Reese gave her a small smile as the others murmured their agreement. He squeezed my hand again as he said, then let's go make Hiram very ungrateful to have known us too. Oh, I'm looking up. Okay. I wrote in my book because I was reminded of the song Long Live by Taylor Swift. Of Of course. course. (laughs) The lyrics lyrics at one point in one of the choruses, long live the walls we crash through, how the kingdom light shine just for me and you. I was screaming, long live on the magic we made. Bring on all the pretenders. I'm not afraid. Long live the mountains we moved. I had the time of my life fighting dragons with you. And I'm just like wiping tears reading that. Uh-huh. <laughs> just listen to Viking battle hymns the entire time. I was well, you're normal, right? right? <laughs> oh, when we were going through the like pictures and stuff yesterday, it was like, how did no one realize that there was something wrong with me? <laughs> As a young one. I also forgot to bring up a note in one of the other episodes that I wrote in my book about it goes into detail during one of the parts where they initially were fighting about them wearing helmets. And I'm like, that, I don't know why that threw me off. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, they were discussing, uh, SJM was discussing the bad boys' outfits for the battle. It was an entire fight scene and it was like, Something about them wearing helmets, and I was like, "This throws me entirely they off." Take their heads. I was like, "I mean, I." It makes sense, but at the same time, I was like, "I wasn't expecting that." Yeah. <laughs> and they like shaped like as ravens' wings and stuff. <laughs> yeah. They looked out to Hybern's vast army awaiting the battle. Feyre started to tell Reese about how she had never gotten him a mating present. Then Reese saw two creatures on the front lines in Fae bodies: the Bone Carver and Baraxis. Rhys stated that she managed to take Ouroboros and asked what she saw. Feyre told him that she saw herself, even the bad parts, and realized the trick was loving the bad parts of her. Quoted from the book, And what I saw, I said quietly to him as the carver raised a hand, I think, I think I loved it, forgave it, me, all of it. It was only in that moment when I knew I'd understood what the surreal had meant. Only I could allow the bad to break me. Only I could own it, embrace it. And when I'd learned that, the Ouroboros had yielded to me. I have a little post-it in my book underneath this quote that says, At the end of Encanto, Encanto, when Mirabel looks at her reflection in that little tiny mirror, whatever it was she was Mm -hmm. given, and she's like, all of me. And I'm in tears, but like that's what I thought of. Yeah. Because Feyre, like, think of the girl, the woman that she was at the beginning of Aquamath. Where she mm-hmm. just, like, hated herself, thought she was horrible for doing all these things, mm-hmm. and, like, thought she was a monster in a way for, you know, having all these things happen. And at this point, she's faced that monster, those demons. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's some growth. I mean, girl, you still got some stuff you need to work on. It's a little cheesy. Who, who but... doesn't? It's I don't care about the cheese. <laughs> but, you know, I, I enjoy it. Yeah. It's just... A little cheesy. Hey, not all of us could be at your level <laughs> of intellectualness. Oh, well. Intellect. Intellect. <laughs> well, it's not even intellect. It's just like, of course, the secret to her, you know, defeating this was facing her inner demons and mm-hmm. loving herself. <laughs> you got to keep it simple sometimes. Yeah. I still think it's a good story. I just thought it was a tad bit cheesy Peyton's not here to make friends (laughs) only an enemy out of her friends (laughs) Caitlin versus Peyton (laughs) I'm like oh that's so sweet I'm gonna reference Taylor Swift and Encanto Peyton's like it's it's ridiculous I didn't say it was I just said cheesy it's just a bit cheesy (laughs) (laughs) and the last episode She's like, they're having the same conversation. I'm like, but it's different. <laughs> I'm telling y'all our Silver Flames episode. <laughs> that is going to be rough. Feelings are going to be hurt. It's going to be mine. <laughs> <laughs> For who's going to be the referee? <laughs> well, she's not. She's going to be sitting there laughing. <laughs> we stomp off and can't talk to each other anymore. 
You'll write he me emails. literally leaves. <laughs> All right. You've heard my. Do you want email like that sent to you? That's imagine what I, I imagine. have changed, but have I? No. Or has it been locked away all these years? <laughs> I think I think we're gonna figure out when I rip your favorite second favorite book in the series to shreds. That being said, y'all, I haven't reread it, so I don't know how I feel. Like I'm a different girl than I was two years ago. Yeah. A different girl than I was three months ago, too, evidently. A week ago? A week ago. <laughs> I got there before you could. I was getting there slowly. <laughs> Two hours ago as well. I feel a little bit better now. The headache's coming on, but that's normal. She's still dying. <laughs> so we may not get our silver flames. <laughs> we will. I will persevere. <laughs> I'll do it for... Okay. For our fans. Please. Vera admitted that she would never show Reese what she saw in Ouroboros fully, but she had managed not to let it break her. Reese smiled and told her that she beat him to it. And he's like, What? She's like, What? <laughs> they were walking onto the there walking onto the battlefield was a beautiful woman that made the bone carver stum- the bone carver stumble back. This had to be the weaver. Reese explained that he had sent Helion to bargain on his behalf, and that was why Helion was in the middle that day the Surreal died. Pharaoh stated that Hybern had no idea what hell was about to rain down on them. Reese said, Here's to family reunions, as the Weaver, the Bone Carver, and the Braxis unleashed themselves on Hybern's army. What a time. With that line, I thought of the Six of Crows being like, No mourners, no funerals. <laughs> That's my reference there. <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> Chapter 70. What? Nothing. I'm just sick I'm of here. you. You're just sick of me. Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> Man, we're going to have a fight out before we knew. You had to punch me earlier because I couldn't remember something. There's a lot happening in here all the time. <laughs> except when there's absolutely <laughs> radio silence. Amram was shocked Feyre and Reese had managed to get the three immortal creatures on their side. The weaver and the bone carver were emptying souls out of bodies, <laughs> while most ran away from whatever they saw in Braxis. Reese, still smiling at Feyre, reached out his hand and snapped his fingers, turning a chunk of the army into mist. How romantic. I know. This split Hybern's army into two. Asriel reached out his siphoned hand and blasted them in the same spot, further dividing the army. Pause. When the Braxes came, when I was reading this part, I was like, I really want to see Cassian's face right now. <laughs> I was like, I want to know what his reaction was at this point. <laughs> okay. Okay. This episode, we need to find a meme. <laughs> Of a person looking terrified, and we're going to say that's Cassian okay. when he sees Braxis. We're going to, actually, we're going to do all the, we're going to see, like, all the battle stuff we can find for what's going on right now. Look at all of the memes and, like, reels and see <laughs> which ones are relevant. Mm-hmm. I'll go for it. Have fun. This was the Illyrian sign to go into battle. Hybern had an army of Ator-like creatures shooting Feybane-laced arrows at the Illyrian army. On the ground, the other High Lord's army began to charge. Beasts started to pounce on the soldiers on the ground. Reese sent another shot of mist to the army, continuing to split them up. So much mist and fury in this book. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, it's more than I ever got in mist and fury. Yep. <laughs> I mean, there's also a lot of wings and ruin. I understand, like, cool, but... Yeah, there wasn't a lot of mist and fury in that book. <laughs> this is from the book. So, yeah. Not where it's highlighted. I know, but I was like, how is this relevant? I'm going to keep it going. How would I know? <laughs> <laughs> and through it all, Braxis. Oh, I'm just explaining what they're doing at this point in time. Oh, okay. <laughs> and through it all, Braxis. All I can make of it was a blur of ever-changing claws and fangs and wings and muscle. Shifting and whirling within the dark cloud that struck and smothered. Blood sprayed wherever it plunged into screaming soldiers. Some seemed to die of pure terror. The bone carver fought near Braxis. No weapons to be seen beyond the scimitar of ivory, a bone, in the male's hands. 
He swept it before himself as if it, he were threshing wheat. Soldiers dropped dead before it with barely a blow laid upon them. Even the fey body of his could not contain the lethal power. Stifle it. Hybern fled before them, before the weaver, for on the other side of the carver, leaving husk and corpse in his wake, Striga shredded through Hybern and a tangle of black hair and white limbs. Who's Striga? The weaver. Okay, I got you. That's what I thought. Our own soldiers mercifully did not balk as they ran for the enemy lines, and I sent roaring orders down the two-pronged bond that now linked me to the carver and Braxis, reminding them, my teeth gritted, that our soldiers were not fair game, only Hybern and its allies. Both raged against the order, yanking at the leash. Amran was ready to go to the cauldron. She was like, can we go now? Can we go? It looks messy. Let's go. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks like it's time. It's time. Because they were waiting for, like, the war to get in the thick of it mm-hmm. before they went. Into the thick of it. <laughs> and Reese is like, it's not time yet. It's not time nope. yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. See, I pay attention. I knew that. <laughs> Reese insisted she... <laughs> Reese insisted she wait until the battle became brutal. Three armies appeared on the hilltop. The Autumn Court. The Spring Court. <gasps> And Grayson's army. <gasps> Soldiers winnowed in and charged into battle. Eris told the group that Tamlin pulled Baron out of his home by his neck and made him fight the war. Tamlin, really, really doing things, aren't you? He, he is now, I guess. I was about to say, at yeah, least he is he, now. I'm not being sarcastic. I'm for real. Grayson's army was led by Jerim. Eris told Reese that Tamlin and Jerim wanted orders because they cannot... <laughs> function by themselves well you know in a war you probably need to get it but the first time i read it i was like of course because <laughs> they're weak they are they're like complete subs i gotta say like <laughs> it goes with my theories okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. reese asked what about uh eris's father and eris explained that they're taking care of that problem taking care of a problem first the Autumn Court brothers were winnowing past the army to caches of Fabian and burning them to the ground. Reese told Feyre now was the time to go. Elaine let out a sob, seeing the Grayson coat of arms. So I read that this morning and I said, Peyton, this says the Grayson coat of arms. Is Grayson his last name? And she was like, and I said, is his name Grayson Grayson? Honestly, probably. When put it past Sir Nolan for that again, one. It was not established or anything. We weren't told. Um, it's like a one-off, though. Like, mm-hmm. that's the only time that's mentioned. Yeah. As far as I know. But it's just like Grayson's army, the Grayson coat of arms. If it's like Grayson's mm-hmm. coat of arms, be like the coat of arms that belongs to his family, mm-hmm. whatever, that would make sense. But no, it was the Grayson coat of arms, the coat of arms that belonged to the Graysons. Yeah, I don't have a Peyton coat of arms. I have a uh, last name coat yeah, of arms. Yeah, exactly. Which is <laughs> why I was like, this is weird. <laughs> last name you almost Ooh, said. Last name. <laughs> Maybe that is their last name, and that's just what he goes by. Which would be Maybe fun. he has his father's name, so they call him his last name. Like, like as a nickname. Yeah. Probably not. I think it's just... Nolan it's and just- Nolan. <laughs> Lord Nolan and Nolan, Nolan Jr. <laughs> Nolan the second. We Nolan. Nolan <laughs> we brothers. Nolan. No, no. Lenny. I don't know. Lenny. <laughs> so they decide to call him Grayson. Little no no. Grayson. Grayson. Little no no. Little no no. Okay, so aside from that, we're moving on. I just got stuck on that one for a while earlier, and I just kept on mentioning it because I found it weird. The Weaver made a way for them to get to the cauldron. Amran questioned this, but Reese explained that she had a really good sense of smell. Amran doesn't? I feel like Amran would have a good sense of smell. I think, well, Striga has been blind. Yeah, for I, a, I get that. I get that. I'm guessing that's why she's got a good sense of smell. Oh, okay. All of a sudden, Nesta started freaking out and screaming, Cassian! All caps. Yep, all caps. A moment later, they realized Hybern was using the cauldron as Nesta began to vomit. A blast at the army right where Cassian had just been before fleeing to Nesta. 
It completely wiped the bone carver away with a little effort. And it's, but it's just like he's standing there. Yeah, and he's smiling. smiling. He, he was ready for it. And Farrah mentioned yeah. that it wasn't a creepy smile like he's uh-huh. been doing the entire yeah. time. It was just a smile like he was happy. Yeah. He knew he was going out today. Yeah. <laughs> out tonight. <laughs> it's a little different than out tonight. I know, but you said it, so I sang it. In two ways, it's your turn. I mean, that was me with the into the thick of it. <laughs> that one I can imagine, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the song is playing while they're going. Hi, Burns is proud Mary. <laughs> this is our our musical. You know, they have a dance off, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna yeah. into the thick of it all the way there. Rolling, <laughs> rolling. Y'all acted that one out rolling. last night. It was pretty funny. Reba did not witness it because no, she was facing <laughs> the other direction. <laughs> she was just in the me. presence. She just didn't turn her head. Chapter 71. (laughs) Everywhere she looked, there was chaos. Where the blast had hit, there was nothing but ash. Asriel begged to join the fight. Cassian flew to them, trying to get a game plan before the cauldron did its thing. Nest and Elaine were in so much pain from the use of the cauldron's power, they were writhing on the ground. Also, when I first read this part, I thought Cassian was the one who got hit by the cauldron's powers. Like, before it reached the part about the bone carver, and I was very confused. <laughs> yeah. I think that's kind of the point. They want you to think that Cassian got hit with it for a minute. Mm-hmm. Farrah and Amarin decide, decided to go on their own and leave Farrah's sisters behind to nullify the cauldron. Reese told Farrah mentally if they couldn't fix the cauldron to run away from the, fl- from the fight. Reese gave Cassian and Asriel orders. Then they heard horns coming from the sea. Reese pulled Farah into his arms and flew. Cassian took Nesta and did the same. They saw thousands of winged soldiers flying towards them and an armada of ships below. Farah then recognized the host's white feathered wings, the Seraphim. Draken and Miriam had come. A warrior flew towards them, Draken. He complained about Reese not asking for help and said they arrived just in time. Reese said they looked for him and Miriam and found nothing. We tried! And Dragon's like, oh yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. Dragon apologized, saying he done what Reese had done to Valerius and hid their lands a little too well. Yeah. (laughs) Reese asked if the ships were friends of his. Dragon said they were actually Reese's friends. He explained that they had found the missing human queen who was joining the battle. Farrah star- stated that Lucian must have found her. Draken said Lucian didn't actually come across them until later. Nesta asked who found Vasa first then. And this is from the book. He calls himself the Prince of Merchants. That part though. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Draken said, apparently he discovered the human queens were traitors months ago and has been gathering an independent human army to face Hybern ever since. He managed to find Queen Vasa, and together they rallied this army. Draken shrugged. He told me that he's got three daughters who live here and that he failed them for many years, but he would not fail them this time. The ships at the front of the human's armada became clear, along with the gold lettering on their sides. He named the, his three personal ships after them, Draken said with a smile. And there, sailing at the front, I beheld the names of those ships, the Pharaoh, the Elaine, and the leading the charge against Hybern, Flying over the waves, unyielding and without an ounce of fear, the Nesta, with my father, our father, at the helm. The Prince of Merchants! <laughs> uh, no, I was reading it, and I was like, he he called himself the Prince of Merchants. And he definitely said, where do you think Feyre got it from? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is it with SJM characters that are like, I'm going to call myself this now? Mm-hmm. Like... Here, here I am. But no, for such like a worthless human being for <laughs> such a long time, <laughs> their dad really came through. He only thinks, you know, he only thinks he's worth it if he has money. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling this has to do with their mom a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but that came through. <laughs> but no, for in order for him to be doing this for months, 
he was working towards this around the time that they that Nest and Elaine were abducted mm-hmm. and kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And he knew that. He knew that that had happened. I have many questions that we won't get like, answered how did about he this know entire that? thing. <laughs> did he have... Okay. <laughs> My thoughts. So, I don't think this is actually a plot hole. I think the Prince of Merchants had spies. And how long has he called himself the Prince of Merchants then? He called himself... Long time. Yeah, because it was mentioned in Akatar that he used to be... Yeah, like back in the, back in the day, in his heyday. My f- yeah, they called my father the Prince of Merchants. I don't remember mm-hmm. that uh, whatsoever. When they had money and he mm-hmm. was like super successful before he lost it all. Mm-hmm. I remember that part, but I don't remember him saying he was called that during that time. No, she said it, but apparently... He calls himself that. We ain't mad at it. You know, call yourself whatever you want to. If you get the job done, you get the job done. I mean, it probably helped him get the job done. But I'm thinking, I'm thinking that's how he figured it out. Like he had people on the inside of the human queen's castles. I just, I can't imagine that man having that like gumption to do that. Well, where do you think Nest and, and maybe he's just a from? really good actor? No, I think they all <laughs> suffer from depression, <laughs> and when they get down, they get <laughs> down. <laughs> well, yeah, I've, I've read these characters, yeah, but then for some reason, when it counts, they're like, it. "I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna be a total badass." That is what's happened here, and I mean, he did it. He did it. We're we we you know right now we stand their father. Yeah. I want to know, like, what it was like the moments where, like, everyone found everyone on that side. Mm-hmm. They're like, wait, I was looking for you. Hey, what's up? Like, are, are y'all going Are y'all going to the battle? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> can, can I hit your eye? I forget where Lucy. What color is your group wearing? <laughs> I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Reese is going to be wearing black, so I kind of want to match him, but he's so cool <laughs> and the seraphim's like no we were white, white. um they're like oh okay hi lord Bree started wearing black so i started wearing black <laughs> and lucian's just there i don't know what he's dressed in but it's immaculate no, lucian's like that's where are you and then she's just like hanging out with Farah's dad the bird flew really close to your window. I was like, "What?" She's just like hanging out with Pharaoh's dad. He's like, "Oh, he's a little shy around uh, their dad though, because the the stuff of the lane, right?" Yeah. He's okay, like, so first off, when does he find out that that's their dad? I mean, and he doesn't have a name after her. He doesn't have a name, so it's Ned to me. It's Ned Artron, <laughs> and so he's he's like, "Oh, this is a prince of merchants." Oh, and Dragon mentions that uh, Lucian was very forceful <laughs> about getting Vasa to follow him. He's like, "You gotta come with me now." Their dad's like, "Oh, I've already got her to agree to it. Like, <laughs> chill out. It's fine. It's fine. We got it." And then he's like, "Well, who are you?" And he's like, "I'm the Prince of Merchants." And he's like, "So, what does that even mean?" And he's like, "Well, my name's Ned Archeron." And he's like, <laughs> "Hold up." He's like, "Archer, Archer, Archer." And then he like up, and he's like, "Um." <laughs> You happen to have three daughters who became they. It's like, yeah, like, how'd you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, Farah, Nesta, Elaine, and Lucia's just like, Elaine. Elaine. <laughs> and then he goes, father. <laughs> He's like, so here's the situation. Can you like talk me up to her? <laughs> like, and he's like, I, I get on your good side. You know, that's like a plus in my call. I'm like, he's like, I don't know you. <laughs> He's like, okay, okay, I gotta turn on my charm. Keep where, in, where can I find the charm? Keep in mind, I don't know when Lucian comes back into this book, <laughs> but he pops out one time, and it's like, yeah. oh, Lucian's back. We'll find out sometime whenever we finish reading it. <laughs> whenever weekend. you finish reading this weekend, it. rereading. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Prince of Merchants is there. Bass is there. Yeah, Draken and Miriam are there. Just when you know hit the fan it's perfect uh-huh. timing i wonder what will happen next i really do i mean i remember a wee bit but like oh. not the really big stuff you sweet summer child yeah. it's gonna hit the fan i know okay all right so stay tuned when shit hits the fan we are going to discuss reboots now <laughs> <laughs> okay i want to say like the origin of this particular conversation 
came from me the other day discovering that they were going to make a Twilight TV series. And I was just like, no, no, no. As Mm -mm. someone who, like, the movies are, you know, cheesy as my Facebook self said whenever Mm -hmm. I was 15. And as someone who, like, like, I appreciate the movies for the nostalgia I get from them, but I understand they're not good. Mm-hmm. And, like, the books are a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was totally against it. So I was like, y'all, we need to do an episode where we talk about reboots. Yeah. Because it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's too much. It is. It's way too much. So, define a reboot. Hold on. You know how I was charging my phone? Well, it's on It was on 6%, so I apparently didn't plug it in all the way. All right, a reboot. Discards continuity to recreate its character's plotline and backstory from the beginning. Yeah, so it's not like like a continuation of a series. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not... What was the other? It's It's not like taking a similar plot and going with it, like How I Met Your Mother style. Yeah, yeah. It's not like that either. It's... Oh, we did this. We're going to completely redo it. Mm-hmm. New cast. Mm-hmm. We're going to change some stuff up. Yeah. But my problem, especially with like the Twilight and the Harry Potter ones that have been announced. First off, those are such big franchises that mm-hmm. their adaptations were big in of themselves. Yeah. Like that's one thing that I have slight issue with. And the other thing is that I don't feel like it's been long enough. It hasn't. Not at all. I am fine with, you know, a good 20 years going by. Mm -hmm. I think of, uh, which is funny because I've never seen it before, but like A Star is Born. Mm -hmm. There's been, what, three or four versions of that movie? Yeah. And But they have come out so far apart. That it doesn't seem. Yeah. And it gets to meet a new audience, Mm -hmm. which is something I appreciate. But like the Twilight movies did not come out that long ago. Mm -hmm. But like. King Kong. So they redo King Kong like every, what, four decades? Okay. Yeah. Or so. But that's justifiable because new technology comes mm-hmm. out, you can get better that makes effects. Sense, yeah. yeah. But like, and even like, I was talking about the superhero movies, and I said, it feels like as soon as they like get like the the sequence of movies that they wanted with a certain storyline with a certain superhero. They're like, okay, now we're going to do another version of it. Now we're going to restart it. And yeah. it makes no sense because there's so many great characters out there that, that haven't uh-huh. been brought to the I'm silver like, screen. How many times do we need to watch freaking Batman? Like, Yes. <laughs> or like Superman, like, mm-hmm. or even like the Marvel ones, mm-hmm. some of those. Spider-Man. There have been three different Spider-Men since 2000 yeah like in 23 years i don't remember when the first one came out three different ones there's four there's four batmans i'm like that's ridiculous that's and that's just movies four batman yeah i don't understand what are y'all's thoughts before i don't know just like on reboots in general uh reboots in general i disdain greatly i also don't like um cartoon to live action usually mm-hmm. reboots <clears throat> disney um they don't oh, most of the time turn out that well they don't hit well they don't and i was talking about that yesterday with peyton as far as like the cartoon to live action disney mm-hmm. the one thing with that is because a lot of cartoon well i think of like the ones that came out in the 20th century like, mm-hmm. like those like those being adapted live action i don't mind as much because they are for that new audience but like them live adapting like lilo and stitch which i understand has been a hot minute since that cartoon movie came out but also it's about aliens so it's gonna be really weird mm-hmm. like i think moana was when they're live adapting i'm like that hasn't why? Even been out long it has maybe 10 years it's been out mm-hmm. like why <laughs> What's the point? But like with my kids at school, a lot of them prefer the live action because that's what they have grown up on. Mm-hmm. Like Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin, that's what they like more because it's what they grow up on. Meanwhile, I'm like, no, we're watching the classic. You can't watch. Okay, so I've never seen the live action Aladdin, but you can't watch that compared to the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Robin Williams is in the cartoon. Mm-hmm. You can't be the genie without Robin Williams. But then you have me who, like, as a kid, I loved the 
the Annie that came out in like the late 90s as opposed to like the one from the 80s. Well, yeah, like the Peter Pan. Yeah. Me and Pete, the live action yeah. Peter Pan. <laughs> I loved, isn't the Little Rascals one that they mm-hmm. redid from a long time ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved the one that we grew up with because we grew up with it. Mm-hmm. Freaky Friday. I loved, you know, the one that we grew up with, the parent trap. trap. I loved the yeah. one that we grew up with. Because I grew up with it. So I understand like kids, mm-hmm. you know, having that appreciation, which is why I think, you know, it needs to have some years between it so that a new generation can appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But 10 years is not. Mm-mm. I'm still mad over the Peter Pan one. They're coming out with a Peter Pan and Wendy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And they come out with like a billion different versions of like the same story sometimes or like different networks pick it mm-hmm. up. And I'm like is anything original anymore nope but like okay so we're taking these books that each one of them has you know ties to fairy tales legends mythology Mm -hmm. but it's told in such a unique way that you don't get tired of it Mm -hmm. like it doesn't feel like oh my goodness so i saw a lot of opinion about the these two things being announced is that a lot of people are like if they're gonna do something like this reboot something that did poorly the first time Yes, mm-hmm. which was another one of my points whenever we were talking yesterday, because I was talking about like Percy Jackson. Yeah. Like, because people are so excited for that adaptation. <laughs> Avatar The Last Airbender. You're talking about that one. Mm-hmm. But people were so excited for the live ad- adaptation and they didn't like it. People who read, read the books didn't like it. And so they finally started, you know, working on the TV series. And then you have one that um, didn't turn out very well when they decided to redo it, like City of Bones. Yeah. Where, like, (laughs) maybe that version was worse. But, yeah, you know, taking something, Vampire Academy, I don't think the newer one was any better. There was a newer one? Yeah, there was a TV show. Would y'all get mad if if they tried to redo Beautiful Creatures? No. I don't think the first was, like, extremely bad, but it was bad. Yeah. But, like, the actors, a good chunk of the actors were fairly well picked. Mm-hmm. And that's one where I think it could, because it wasn't as popularized, mm-hmm. it could be readapted and reach a newer audience. Yeah. That, and, like, what they tried to do with Vampire Academy, it could have, if they actually, you know, stay closer to the source material, put it on the network that people have. I don't remember what it was on. I, really like I don't even know about it. So like, yeah, I didn't watch it. I mean, but, that's like what the Gossip Girl reboot too. Yeah. Yeah. Which that one I felt like was too close together too. But I don't think that was a reboot because it was different characters. Oh, okay. It was more like a sequel series. I see it a lot in anime. So I was going to talk about that. Like Fruits Basket, for example. That come out in like, what, 2005, the original? I thought it was earlier than that. Maybe it, I'm thinking wrong, but... I think it was early 2000s, but anyway. I they, mean, it was early 2000s. I just thought it was like before 2005. Uh, it might have been, um, but they were redoing Fruits Basket. But with Fruits Basket, the anime, the first anime, they didn't go into detail about literally anything. Like you don't know about every one of the Zodiac characters or all that. Whereas it, was like this, a, it was a cutesy type thing Yeah, they were aiming for. And then this reboot kind of... Is going through what actually happened. Yeah, it, it's it's more realistic, mm-hmm. and the this animation style is severely different. <laughs> yeah, I like the animation style though. Also, we got Boys Over Flowers that is redone oh in my every God. country. <laughs> we talk either, about it all the time. It has multiple reboots because it's both called Meteor Garden because that is like the Chinese version and then Boys Over Flowers. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of times that has been done. <laughs> like it's been re- rebooted like, what, six, seven times? Yeah. Okay. But like, would you call it a reboot if it's like for a different like country? Like with stuff like that stuff with was that show you and Grace used to watch Scom Scom stuff like that where it's like kind of the same characters ish kind of the same types of stories I don't remember if it was yeah yeah basically or like The Office like mm-hmm. that's not a reboot that's a version that's a, like a new version well the thing is and I may be wrong about this but I feel like with Asian dramas. They tend to all kind of court like they They core like all with each other country. Yeah, they (laughs) go like they all watch the same like Thai people will watch K dramas. Yes, they do. And (laughs) yeah, like 
So it just kind of like they all kind of shared the same media. Very much so, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of like, I don't know, I guess similar to us if we were like, if like each state had their own network or something. Mm-hmm. We all kind of shared the same TVs or, you know. Services. Services, but different platforms. And so we'd all just kind of share them. So it is technically a reboot, but... <laughs> Well, the thing is, is like, if we want to count like all of them to like together for that, mm-hmm. that's not that many years in between several of them. Yeah. So like maybe the names will change depending on the country, but the storyline is almost exactly the same. That's what would bug me, like having such similar storylines. And I'm like, it's weird. It's really weird. Um. Also, yeah, because I, I forgot that I've watched the Chinese, the Japanese, the Korean, and the Thai version of that show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's toxic all the way through. Yes, it is. Um, the hairstyles, that's what really gets you based yeah. on when they were filmed. <laughs> They're great. Uh, also, this isn't technically a, it is a reboot if, okay, so here's my thing about it. So Death Note, Death Note is super popular, right? Even though you don't know what it is. It's a super popular anime. Yes, it is. There is an English version of Death Note. Every If you have ever watched anime, you've watched Death Note. And they come up with an American reboot of it and completely destroyed this the plot line. Yeah. So there's that. And I would still consider that a reboot because it's such a popular thing in this country. The internet is very confused about what a reboot is because a lot of the ones, whenever I look up, like popular reboots, it's like sequel shows i'm like no that's not what i want there's also pride and prejudice um yeah. we discussed that yesterday mm-hmm. there's the miniseries versus the movie uh i went back and watched the miniseries in the movie about a month ago and you know after reading the book watching the miniseries and watching the movie even though the movie was like one of my all-time favorites for a while the miniseries definitely has it beat because it sticks better to the dialogue of it. Mm-hmm. Although, let's face it, Matthew McFadden and Keira Knightley's sexual tension is just top-notch. But it's just, if you liked it, you would have liked you would have liked the movie better. Or the TV, the miniseries better, I think. They don't even have the headstrong, obstinate girls thing that I absolutely love. I'm trying to think of other ones that we've seen. I just saw one... Um... Sabrina, Teenage Witch. Oh, oh yeah. I hated that reboot. It, and that's one where like I grew up with the one with Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah. So like, and just having the like after school special like type little teen uh, sitcom type mm-hmm. thing is more my vibe anyway. And the the Netflix one just got dark, and I was like, oh, I found it's it totes. I found it interesting, but like I don't prefer over yeah. them other one i didn't ever watch the last season sad i didn't get through the second season i said this is too satanic for me and i, I know it when um se- senior year of undergrad me and both of my roommates watched that show together i can't think of any other well i mean the biggest one like not american it was boys over flowers so boys over flowers <laughs> i mean like it is the most this is the most rebooted show of all time <laughs> yes it is yeah i mean there's probably a bunch that like i could come up with but i can't i think i can't think of any more right now and the list i'm looking at so many of them are sequel shows they're doing a willy wonka reboot is that what i need to look up upcoming reboots yeah it says 10 exciting movie remakes and sequels to ca- check out 2023 yeah willy wonka is one of them i forgot about that they're doing Willy Wonka. What a time that was. The fact that there is, you know, Charlie and Chocolate Factory and Willy Wonka. Wonka. And I don't remember which one's which. But <laughs> I got in trouble on one of them because well, I like for the Willy Wonka's the musical. older one. And, and Charlie and Chocolate Factory is the new one. Yes. <laughs> See, I like the classic one because that's what I grew up with. Yeah. I prefer the Johnny Depp one. That makes sense. I like both of them, but the Johnny Depp one. It's just too eye-catching. I know. It, it's just a, a fun time with that one. Oh, it was weird. Exactly. That's why it's a fun time. <laughs> and I don't mind it. Not that that's like my favorite story anyway. I mean. Well, that's like, um, yeah, them remaking um, the Powerpuff Girls cartoon and the Rugrats cartoon mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Teen Titans. Teen Titans. Yeah. And I was absolutely disgusted with all of the new ones. <laughs> you had to be. <laughs> But, like, that's another one where I feel like it's generational. 
Because my sister loved the new Teen Titans. Oh, yeah. But it's also for smaller... It was for a younger yeah, age exactly. audience, yeah. too. That's why I didn't technically count, like, Total Drama Rama. Well, I, I've only seen it just because I left my TV on the Cartoon Network channel, so... <laughs> uh, they want to reboot the X-Files. Oh, I just scrolled past Oh, that. yeah, I, I remember that. Hasn't that been, like, a, talked about for several years now, though? Probably. And some things just don't work anymore. Yeah. For example... The article I was just scrolling with, it was a reality. There were some reality TV shows. Trading Spaces. Y'all. Yeah. I loved that show as a kid. Mm-hmm. Absolute nerd. But like whenever they brought it back, it just didn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Like something about it just didn't work. And so it had like four episodes. Mm-hmm. But like that's where I come into like just come up with something new. Yeah. I mean, it's not that hard. hmm uh-huh. You think of like dating shows mm-hmm. and everything. Whenever I first watched Love is Blind, because I watched it before you, you contrary to all belief, y'all, I watched that pre-pandemic in 2020, mm-hmm. like two weeks before pandemic started, I started that show. I was like, this is so different and it's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I don't know how original that is, but it's as original as I am aware. You got the ultimatum, which is... yeah. The bastard child of Love is Blonde. Yeah. But it's not like The Bachelor where they're like, how many different versions of this show can we, we do have. until we kill our audience? Apparently a lot. <laughs> I didn't hear about anyone watching that last season of The Bachelor. Do you know I never watched The Bachelor? I watched Flavor of Love and Ro- Rock of Love. <laughs> I watched Daisy those too. Because <laughs> you know what was toxic? More toxic than The Bachelor? Flavor of Love, love Rock I know. of Love, I watched Daisy Amy French's video on that. Tequila and there <laughs> were some shows. VH1 had. I never watched VH1. I did every morning. Uh huh. That and MTV got to play those music videos in the morning. Mm, yeah. Either that or Saved by the Bell. Yeah. I only watch stuff like that that I wasn't supposed to watch at my house at Reba's house. <laughs> yep. We watched like the music videos. <laughs> Or, like, America's Next Top Model. <laughs> Reba was obsessed with America's Next Top Model now that I Me I'm... and Reba, <laughs> whenever we looked at the apartment, would watch, like, 20 episodes in a day. Yeah, we would. <laughs> and then we'd be like, what's the makeover episode? Let's just, let's get to the makeover episode. And then we're like, oh, this photo shoot looks fun and we watch it. It just, like, you uh, you stirred some memories, like, loose when you said America's Next Top Model and Reba in the same sentence. Because it was like, oh, yeah. Ruby used to watch America's Next Top Model all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, every time I was over there. And also, they marathoned it a lot. So, oh, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> and I, like, whatever season, it was the one with Melrose and Carrie D. Like, I watched that while it was on. Like, somehow, I managed to watch it at my parents' house. And my mom would be like, what are you watching? <laughs> and then that was around the time they had a show called... Uh, like the next pussycat doll oh yeah and so i watched that and she was like what are you watching (laughs) and i'm like 10 years old just like living it up and i'm like honestly i could have been a lot worse like also you let me watch a lot worse because i was watching Grey's anatomy too yeah like my mom can't say anything because we were watching like that 70s show together as a family also once again it's something about reality tv shows in my family like my my parents swear that they hate reality tv but they watched it when i was a kid because i remember was orange coast county choppers orange county (laughs) choppers or something like that when i was a kid like josh was obsessed with that show and you know they cussed with every breath (laughs) and i was like are you sure he needs to be watching this because my little brother was like three at the time and she's like you let my dad watch him and he says the same thing that this guy saying. No, the funniest one around that age for me was uh, Dead Like Me. Uh-huh. Which, y'all, such a great show. Like, Dead Like Me and Pushing Daisies are, like, tried and true. Two seasons each, solid. Um, except the first episode, Dead Like Me, is really weird. Mm-hmm. But um, in the movie, absolutely weird. That came way later. But... My dad would watch Dead Like Me on TV where they like bleeped out a bunch. Mm -hmm. But then he bought the DVDs and we would watch it. Mm -hmm. And they cussed like no tomorrow on there. But I like, honestly, I still didn't even know the F word till eighth grade. Yeah. After all that. I heard it, but it just wasn't a part of it. Yeah, it just, I'm fine now. But no. What is something that, did you have more on that? 
I was just thinking you mentioned all those shows and then I remembered that we started watching Haven together and we got to like a certain point and I was like, I don't know if I ever finished it. <laughs> I've never finished it either. I've gotten to the last season multiple times. The first two seasons are just so good for me, like in a really cheesy way. Peyton, you need to watch all of that show. I know, at I've least only the first seen the, two seasons. I've only seen the Taxidermy episode. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. But um, what's something that y'all think needs a reboot? Pushing Daisy. No. <laughs> I want there to be a better wrap-up to Pushing Daisies. I don't strictly because of what I got with Dead Like Me. Yeah. Because that movie, it came out... Oh, I need to look it up. It came out like 10 years later or something. Like, mm-hmm. I think I was in high school when it came mm-hmm. out. <laughs> but with that bad. being said, you can't beat Kristen Chenoweth, so there's no point mm-hmm. in redoing it. Ghost Hunt. We were talking about Ghost Hunt earlier. Ghost if Hunt would just have finish a, it. <laughs> have a great reboot. Yes. It would have a great reboot. Like, that show was good. It's it was so really good. really good. Only two seasons. Like, you know. 26 episodes like but it was those are Mm -hmm. worthwhile 26 episodes it was kind of it's kind of like similar in how they handled supernatural at the beginning and that of a set of episodes is a case file Mm -hmm. so that was a fun time too for me it's like the ones where they tried like the book to movie adaptations mainly yeah i was that's where i find the most disappointment in other stuff like i don't care if i'm watching it it probably means that i like it but other stuff like Vampire Academy, City of Bones, where I'm like, Those. y'all tried, y'all tried. Um, but like, I don't trust that they could do it now. Because I'm like, well, you tried enough and it's just not going to work, I guess. I guess it just depends on the source material. Because I mean, like you, the TV series um, is based off books. And I think it does a better job than the books do. Mm-hmm. Um, My one is I am number four. <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember enough about the book to see how it could be adapted. But, I mean, I've t- we've talked about book-to-movie adaptations and my problems with that, so I'm not going to get into that particular conversation. But we will say Shiver is coming to the screens. Don't know how to feel about that, honestly. I don't know either. We'll just I won't know how I feel until I start seeing ideas for people who think they should be casted as... I don't know if I care enough about the cast to like. Sam's got to be an emo boy, and that's all I care about. Yeah. And I don't think that's going to happen. That's no, the only thing not. that scares me. I don't think it's going to get a good script. I don't think it's going to be picked up by a good network. So I have very little hope for it. You know, it's another one that they do reboots of all the time. I just now thought of Scooby Doo. Yeah, Scooby Doo gets rebooted all the time. All the time. <laughs> all the time. And the 1960s version is the still the best. Yeah. The epitome of all Scooby Doo's. <laughs> as far as the TV shows go, now the movies, the 90s had it down pat. Um, 90s or the 2000s? When did those come out? Late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. So the witches one. Oh, the witches, ghost, um, cyber chase, cyber chase, and then zombie island. Those are like the three. Yeah, and then they made a sequel oh, yeah. to two oh, of those. One of the cartoon movies, right? Yeah. Okay. I was like the live action ones. When did those come? Out? Those also those came out in the two thousand, and they were too. great too. And no complaints were made. They thought it was very... And there were two of those. (laughs) And they were casted well. They were great. Yeah, I think they did that well. Because that's something where you're like, "Um, I don't know how that's going to turn out. But then it... It was camp enough. Yeah. It it didn't take itself too... Yeah, there we go. It needs to be camp. It has to be camp. It also makes sense because, like, for example, the guy that is cast in the live action as Shaggy is also the guy who does a lot of the voice acting for Shaggy in, like, cartoons. So, yeah. Which Matthew Lillard is amazing anyway. That had a pretty great cast. It did. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like, they, well, Freddie Prince Jr., we love you. You did good playing Fred. But, like, think of his wife. She is an amazing Sarah actress. Michelle. Sarah Michelle Geller. She mm-hmm. is an amazing actress. Yeah. Like, couldn't fit better for that role. And, um, how oh, what's her name? I know. I'm trying to think of it. And she's stunning. And I don't know her name. And it's driving me nuts. Like, she's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, she is. She's a very popular actress, too. It's it's there. It's just not coming. But yeah, I was watching, uh, while you're looking at that, I was watching uh, Scooby-Doo Zombie Island. And I was like, that is the best. That's the best animated Linda one. Cardinal, Card- Linda Cardellini. There what we go. What is she played in? She was just on Dead to Me with Christina Applegate on Netflix. Mm-hmm. She's in uh, Legally Blonde. She's on New Girl. 
That, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in a lot of things. She is. I was just trying to think of where I've placed her last. It was new. Do you know, and also, I keep talking about Zombie Island because yeah. it's my favorite, but that's the only one where the monsters are real. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> They're like, There's no resolution. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they just got to go. <laughs> just got to go. The monsters are real. They made a sequel to that movie. Mm-hmm. My mom bought it for me. I watched it. I didn't like it, so I don't remember anything that happened. It was probably <laughs> really bad. But Zombie Island was great. They could do zombie. That's what somebody think, was saying. I think there was a talk about that becoming a lot. They wanted they wanted uh, everybody from the original Scooby Doo live action to do Zombie Island now. What else are they doing? Yeah, just having families and living their life. But um, Scooby's free, I'm sure. Yeah, Scooby's free. Uh, <laughs> all versions of Scooby. <laughs> but yeah, um, the newest Scooby Doo for like TV show is the absolute worst. The last Cartoon Network one? Yeah. I forgot about Velma, but yeah. The last Cartoon Network one. I can't make any statements on Velma because I've never seen it. I haven't watched it, but I think I know which one you're talking about. I've never seen it, but Sela liked it. It's just bland. The only, like, other TV show one I liked was the What's New Scooby-Doo, like, series of episodes. Mm -hmm. Like, exactly that. I didn't realize that was Simple Plan. Like, had no idea. Do y'all know how much I love Simple Plan? Had no I idea. I hear it now. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. Person that sings Welcome to My Life. Got it. Yeah. I don't know. I like the scrappy D ones, too. Like, There's a lot Scooby-Doo. of, like... Is it, I don't know what year they came out. It's some older Scooby-Doo. That, ones that are focused on Scrappy and then, like, a pup named Scooby-Doo. Like, some of the older ones are kind of fun, too. Yeah. I mean, like, there's some. Been there's some a period good, of time where they're not great, though. <laughs> there's a good, there's good reboots, and then there's bad reboots, and I think Scooby is one of those characters that it kind of just. Also, I, you can make up whatever sh- you want with him. So yeah. <laughs> but yeah, overall, my main opinion is don't come out with them so close together. Mm-hmm. You might can get away with it with Scooby Doo, but that's about yeah. it. Especially having to do with popularity. If it wasn't that popular, you can close in the gap mm-hmm. of how many years it needs. Mm-hmm. But if it was. Like, I don't want another Twilight movie. I think we talked about this while Twilight was still coming out. I was like, I don't want another one until I'm 40. Like, yeah, I'm not 40 yet. I got a few years in me. Mm-hmm. Several. <laughs> 14, but yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> She's like, scary. thanks, Satan. <laughs> Sorry. You got like a month until <laughs> till 14. You're my age. Yeah, I know. Not, not knocking on heaven's door. <laughs> Aren't we always? <laughs> Sometimes. Every day is a 50-50 chance. <laughs> Some days I feel like we're a good 70-30. 70 is not on my side. I Today, think... Earlier, I was like 80-20. I think 26 is going to knock me out anyway, so I may die in the ocean while we're there. <laughs> I'm just a normal She boy. sails away, floats away. Yeah. <laughs> Looks up and goes, where am I? Into yeah. the ocean, end it all, into the ocean, end it all. I think we're going to end it on that. No. <laughs> so what? we talked about Aqua War. Yeah. We talked about reboots. Yeah. We talked about other stuff while talking about reboots. Yes. Got uh, off subject a little bit. Um, that's us anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're here. Yeah. So, okay. I guess that's it. See you next time. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Let's Call It Nothing Pod, and we'll see you next time. <sighs> Bye. 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 Bye.